Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Bezaz Hashem, Sheer number 94. We're going to talk about love, true love, that uh, is a strong emotional need and creates a sense of security in the one that feels loved, in the one that you love. When you're loved by your husband or by your wife in a real way, in a healthy way, then you know you can relax and you know that your spouse will never harm you, Khalila. You feel secure in his presence, in her presence. You may face many uncertainties, but you will know that with your husband or with your wife, you feel secure. And your sense of self-worth is fed by the fact that your husband or wife loves you. And um, it gives a lot of chizik and kayach to, to, a, to a human being, knowing that they are loved that way. And it shows that you're worth, worthy, it shows you're significant, it shows your life has meaning, and that there's a higher purpose. And that's really the aside. The truth is, is that we have to believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us unconditionally. And, and, and we can trust Hashem with everything. And if we are to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu's footsteps and see the Chelek HaLokami Mal that's within us, the spark of Hashem that's within us, we also need to be follow His footsteps and His Midas and be loyal and always love your husband or your wife, just like He loves you. And that's very, very important to know. And um, if, even if you don't feel that love right now, like we said, life could sometimes create um, things that cause a routine. And like we said, you have this, these highs, these emotional highs that sometimes comes in the beginning of dating or in the beginning of marriage, and then it sort of phases out, which is a normal process. And now comes the work, and you have to build and work towards understanding each other and giving each other what they need. And like we said, those primary five love languages is a big aspect of it. That's why we spend so much time and Shurim talking about it. Because that's really, really key. It's important to discover and try your best to find out between all five of them that have to be used, of course, but which one is the primary primary one that your spouse truly needs. And if you do that and you work with it, then the marriage will grow and the marriage will thrive. Now we're going to talk now about a painful situation that if you have chas v'sholem, a case where the marriage is in trouble, and again, we're not talking about abuse situations or things like that. We're dealing with two real good people that just lost their way, that they were in love with each other, and early in their marriage, perhaps they, they understood each other and they were happy together, and then life happened, that thrill went down, and then they were faced now with um, these challenges and these bumps in the road. And when you have now uh, two spouses that are distant from one another, and let's say even as an example, that one of them wants to work on the marriage and wants to work and the other one's not interested right now. 
So what do you do? Obviously to get counseling and um, get atracha. But if you're in that situation right now where your marriage is in trouble and there's bumps in the road and there's uh, estrangement, um, what Dr. Chapman suggests, and uh, I think it's a good suggestion, he says to take a six-month experiment of doing this. I would say try three months at least to try to do this and try to make a strong commitment that even if your husband or wife is right now not interested and you run the risk of further pain and further rejection, but you try this out, give it a try for about three months seriously, and even though there is a risk, you still stand to gain to cause the marriage to come back again and thrive. This worked in many, many situations. Um, and uh, Dr. Chapman brings a case where he had this, where it actually worked. And um, you had, he had a husband and wife come to him. The wife said, it was really the wife that came and said the husband's not interested. And, um, you know, and, and it's over. And um, what he tried to do is convince her to give it a try. And um, to try to find out what your husband's love language is and do your best to express it to him as best as you can and try to be the best wife you can. Even though it seems one-sided right now and even though it seems unfair that you have to do all the work while your spouse is not. But you give it a try. You tell your husband or your wife, whichever one it is, that's really doesn't want to hear it right now. But you say, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. Explain to me what would you like me to do. Let them say what they expect. And take it with a grain of salt. Don't take it personally. And you work at it. What happened in the case by Dr. Chapman when he had this experiment where the wife tried this with her husband, found what his love languages were, whether it was physical touch or, or quality time, words of affirmation, whatever it was, and she worked towards it. And she tried this experiment for six months. And in the first month, he treated it lightly. It didn't work well. No results, really. But after the second month, he started to give her some positive feedback about her efforts. And then in the next last four months, he started responding positively to almost all of her requests. All of her feelings began to change drastically. And Dr. Um, and Dr. Chapman said that the husband never agreed to come to counseling, but he listened to his CDs, discussed them with his wife, encouraged his wife to continue counseling, and he continued to work. And the husband is very grateful now about that. So again, it's not easy. But if you don't want a divorce and things are not going well, and you're both good people, and you know you're both good people, and you know that there were times in the past where you both were on the same page and were in love with each other, then this is an approach that's worthwhile taking. You may need counseling with it. You may need guidance with it. But you try your best 
to do this. And again, it doesn't have to be forever because if it's not working, it's not working. But in many, many, many cases, it works. It works if you decide for yourself, yes, it may not be fair. And I was hurt too. And um, I was wronged as well. It takes two to tango. I may take some responsibility, but my spouse needs to too. That is true. But if you make a decision, you want to save the marriage. You try this. And you ask your husband or your wife how you can be a better spouse. And no matter what the attitude is on the other side, maybe still um, very cold, very distant or angry, let them tell you what they say and try to comply as best as you can. And when you receive this, is, here's the key, while you're trying this out and you get any type of positive feedback, even if it was a positive feedback, something, let's say, your husband finally said something acknowledging, I appreciate whatever you're doing, even if it, you think it's half-hearted, you need to know that it's progress. And what you do is, as each month goes by, you make a non-threatening but requ- specific request that's easy for your spouse to do. You tell your spouse, it would mean a lot for me if you would do such and such for me. And if your spouse responds and meets your need, even no matter how small it is, you thank your spouse and try to react back with positive feedback. And this way, the marriage slowly but surely can heal, can grow deeper. And that's really a key. So you have to remember, again, we are not talking about Halila, um abuse situations or things where it's uh, a severe um, unhealthiness that's need, that, that um, it's just not possible to stay together. We're talking about a case here where they each lost their way, which happens a lot. They're good people. Individually, they are good people. The husband is a good person. The wife is a good person. They each have flaws like we all do. And they were at one point, when they were Hassan and Kala, maybe in the first early years, they got along. They had a more or less good marriage. But now over the years, it fell apart. So this is one of the Yisaitis to do. And this you can do even if one party seems totally uninterested or emphatic that it's over. Nevertheless, if at least one of you wants this marriage to work and realizes the divorce is not the way we want to go and we want i would love this to work together no matter how remote the possibility is i want this relationship to work then that is the key that's the starting point of course you daven tashem to give you strength you have to rely a lot during this time on, on emuna and to get chizik from hashem because in the beginning it's, your spouse may not give you chizik like I said, it's going to be one-sided. You're going to have to put in the, all the effort while your spouse may not be willing to put in any at this moment. And not to say that's fear. But if you do decide to do that, you will need to rely on Hashem. And Hashem should give you the chizik that you need and do the right thing. And the first four weeks will be the hardest. Because while you're trying to define your husband or wife's love language and work towards it, you may not get positive responses right away, and even you may get negative responses, and you keep at it anyway. And you tell them, I want to be, I want this to work. I want us to become, you know, work together and become better. 
and any positive feedback at all, any sort of line that they give to you, you take it and you go with it. And there is hope. And there, those are seeds that are planted. And in Dr. Chapman's story, and I do believe him, I do believe him that he had those situations that by doing this, even if it was just one-sided for a while, it turned the marriage around. And the truth is, is uh, a while back, I sent a clip of Dr. Weena Davis, another one, an expert, and in many uh, books uh, that she wrote and lectures that she, that she uh, spoke, she said the same thing. And that is that people think, and of course it's ideal when the marriage needs to work, that you need both parties to work hard at it. And that, of course, is the ideal way that it should be. But it's a mistake to think that nothing can happen if only one person does the work. One person's behavior, changing, working, affecting, can absolutely, over time, turn around the marriage and affect the other person's behavior in a positive way. There is no question. It's a matter of a choice. And if you want to make that choice, it's certainly well worth it. It's worthwhile to make, like what Dr. Chapman recommends, a 66-month trial, I would say at least 90-day trial, of really doing everything you can to find your spouse's love language, and even if they don't reciprocate right away, and even if they're cynical, and even if they're still not treating you right, and you keep at it, and you keep at it. And in the beginning, you'll get resistance, and you may get these snide comments about it. Or, or cynicism, or whatever the case, but you just swallow it and you keep on trying. You will see after week three, after week four, after week five, after week six, most of the time, most of the time, you will start getting positive feedback. It may come slowly at first, the response from your spouse. But ultimately, you'll see the seeds will be planted. And in these situations, very often, not only does the marriage just simply get patched up in a bedievid dick away, but it thrives. And it, be- it may even become much greater than it ever was before. And that's what I wish on every single couple that is going through difficulties right now, to be able to try this, and with Hashem's help, that it should work. And these mishpachis and these marriages should be saved, not only saved in a bedievid dick away, but in a dick away, that they should thrive going forward and be better than you ever thought it would be. Have a wonderful day.